to be worth something in someone's eyes. Yeah. We live in such a disposable age, you know. Yeah. People just throw things away. Sometimes it surprises you what things people will throw away. Testing? I'll be glad when we get to heaven. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't care if it's Tennessee or if it's in South Africa. I have trouble with a microphone. I don't know. But praise the Lord. But anyway, we're saying, you know what? We live in such a disposable age and people just throw things away. I'm so glad that in his eyes, the eyes that really matter, you know, you know, sometimes I really don't care what the world thinks about me. Do you? I really don't care. I don't care if somebody that's got gauges in their ears you can throw pop cans through. I don't care if they think I'm weird because I love Jesus. Come on, somebody. I don't care what they think about me when I walk through the Atlanta airport, when I see what they look like walking through the Atlanta airport. Amen. I'm just glad I know Jesus. I'm just glad I know where I come from and I know where I'm going. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I know he's my healer. He's my deliverer. He's my savior. He's my all in my all friends. With him we can do all things tonight. There is nothing too hard for our God. Oh, what a privilege it is to serve that kind of God. And he loves us. Unconditionally. Amen. While we were yet sinners, the Bible said, Christ died for us. What a privilege it is tonight. Amen. If you have your Bible, turn with us to the book of Mark. We want to read from Mark chapter 4. We'll start at, at verse 35. <clears throat> Mark chapter 4, verse 35. We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's kind of an honor to be able to be with you this, this weekend, to be home. It's always good to be home. And we just trust that something will be said to help you and encourage you that if you're sick, this will be your night for healing. If you're bound, this will be your night for deliverance uh, or whatever you would be bothered with it today or whatever the, the devil's trying to put over on you that your faith could rise up, that you could realize who you are. Amen. Amen. You say, well, I don't have no power. Well, we may not have power, but we do have authority. Amen. Amen. Barney Five didn't have much power, but he did have authority with that police badge on his chest today. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. And that same day when Eve was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Oh, he cares. He's a caring God. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith and they feared exceedingly saying one to another what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obeyed him amen, amen. hallelujah i want to speak to you tonight for a few minutes on he's in the ship 
Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, to be able to gather here in your presence this evening. Lord, truly the days of Elijah, Lord, when the revelations of the great mysteries have been made known unto your children, Lord. That the word of the Lord has come to us once again to restore us back to the faith of the fathers. And Lord, we believe tonight that we are that people, Lord, that you said would be upon the earth in the last days. When you said the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful. Father, we believe that we are that branch that the vine has put forth another branch in this hour, making you the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we don't believe the bride one day will come upon the earth, but we believe the bride is on the earth now, Lord, manifesting the promises of the word, God, that you said would be in this hour. And Lord, we know the message didn't come just to be in book form, but you sent it through the lips of a prophet that the message of the hour would be in flesh form, Lord. And Father, it's our desire that we should be that, Lord. May we surrender to you tonight, we pray. Lord, meet every need, Lord, those traveling this weekend. Lord, just be with each one and bring them safely back to the foe. Bless the meetings over at Brother Fred. Bless the little bride around the world, Lord, we pray. Father, you see our prayer list tonight, those on it, Lord, and the needs, dear God, a sister Wilma, Lord, may you just minister her brother, brother Junior Carter, God, just minister to him tonight, Lord, and sister Gray, Father, up in Canada, God, dealing, oh God, may you just move upon these needs, Lord, and there's many other needs tonight, but Father, not a one's greater than you, so we just look to you tonight and believe all things are possible. Bless your children now, Lord, we pray. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. And the bride says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, buddy. Amen. Been struggling just a little bit with our voice. We trust it'll clear up in just a bit. Amen. But I want to call your attention back to verse 40. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? So then we know that fear is an enemy to faith. And I was thinking about the scriptures on fear and faith and it reminded me of something that Brother Branham said. He said, I thought tonight I would talk on faith for a little while just to build up on Christian faith. And he said, I find one of the greatest hindrances that the church has got today is that they're scared to death. What a thing for him to say. Is that they're scared to death. And what are you scared about? That's what I'm wondering. If you'll just only realize who you are. You don't know who you are. You don't know who that is that's sitting next to you. You say, oh yeah, that's my neighbor. I know him. I, that's Brother Keith. That's Brother Terry. Oh, I, I know Brother Terry. I know Brother David Swanson. But Brother Evans said, but he's the son of God. Amen. See, that's right. Adopted by Jesus Christ into the family. And that's a daughter of God sitting next to you. And then he says, and who are you? That's not just David Swanson. That's not just Terry Horn. That's not just Cyril Ward. That's a daughter of God. That's a son of God. Don't just see the flesh. See what's on the inside of them. And then he says this. And who are you? Who are you? Amen. Amen. If you're a Christian. 
Well, praise the Lord. If you're a Christian, amen. If you're a Christian, let me find the place where he's the son of God too. See, a daughter of God sitting next to you. And if you're a Christian, you're a believer, you're a son and daughter of God yourself. Then what are you scared about? No need of being scared. Listen to this. As long as the devil can keep you scared, that's all he wants to do. He's got you right then. As long as he can control our lives in fear. A fear of missing the rapture. A fear of losing our loved one. A fear of getting cancer. As long as he can hold that fear over you, your faith is paralyzed. And he has you where he wants you. So then we understand that amnesia. Now amnesia is when you don't know who you are. So amnesia actually feeds fear. When you don't know who you are. Amen. I, I dealt with Alzheimer's. My, my daddy had Alzheimer's and, and fear will grip their life when they don't know who they are. They don't know where they're at. Sometimes they get violent trying to defend themselves because of fear. So if the devil can keep us from knowing who we are, then he can keep us in fear. Amnesia feeds fear. But realize, oh God, but realize who you are produces faith. Amen. You see, Brother Branham said, Jesus, he just didn't have faith. He had perfect faith. And the prophet said, Jesus had perfect faith because he knew who he was in the Word. Not in emotion, not in sensation, but in the Word of God. Amen. He had perfect faith because he knew who he was in the Word. Amen. Perfect love casts out all fear. And the prophet said love and faith is the same thing. Love, perfect love, casts out all fear, which gives faith. Amen. Think about that. Then let us come tonight with this revelation. Because you see, the revelation has been given to us. The mysteries have been opened. The book has been opened. And you can see your name. Amen. Amen. Then let us come with the revelation of who we are. Well, brother, now I don't feel like he never said, did you feel it? But can you believe it? Amen. Who we are, we are not a cult. They say we're a cult, but we're not a cult. We are not a denomination. Thank God. We are not an organization. Thank God. Then what are we? We are a body. A many-membered body represented on the earth. Amen. Hallelujah. What are we? We are a body. Whose body? His body. A many-membered body. Hallelujah. With the Amen. Then let our faith in him who is in us. Let me say that again. Let our faith in him who's in us cast out all fear. Amen. When you realize who you are, when you realize where you come from, when you look in the back of the book and realize you win, the battle don't mean as much. Is that true? Amen. 
Hallelujah. Then we open the scriptures this evening. We find that Jesus is telling his disciples. He said, let us go to the other side. Let us pass over to the other side. He said, get in the boat. We're going to go over to the other side. Now, the reason they're making the journey across the water is because on the other side is Gadara. And there is a man who's living among the tombs. He has the spirit of cutting himself. He's a cutter. He's living among the tombs where the prophet said devils like to be. Amen. We don't know his name. We just know him as the maniac of Gadara. Amen. But this man didn't want to be that way. And he cried out for help, even in his condition. He cried out for help. He was wanting deliverance. So Jesus got into the ship and crossed the stormy sea that night for the call. Oh God. Of one needy soul. He didn't go to Gadara for 10. He didn't go to Gadara for 50. He went there for that one. And the prophet said the poor old fella probably had an old gray-headed mother praying for him somewhere. Oh, mama, don't quit praying for you boys. I remember years ago, I went to see Sister Clark. Can you remember Sister Ethel Clark? You sat right here. And I remember... I went to see her when she was sick. She was my Sunday school teacher when I was a little boy. That's how long I've been around here. <laughs> and me and Cheryl went to see her. We sat there in our house. I love Sister Clark. She's just a godly woman. You know, she always said, yeah. You know, yeah. I remember one time I said, well, I'm fixing clothes. She said, yeah, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, she, it's just the way she talked all the time. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Lord. And so we were sitting there talking, and she said, Yeah, Lord. She said, I, I know. When you were a little boy, she said, I saw that God had, a, had, a, had his hand on your life. And she said, I prayed for you. All the years I prayed for you because I knew God was going to use you. And I got in the car, Brother Terry, and I started crying. I told Cheryl, I said, just think, when I was a total idiot, running up and down the road, an idiot, God had a saintly woman praying for me. Somebody, hallelujah, that would call your name before the throne. Somebody that would say, God, have mercy on that boy, Lord. Have mercy on that girl. Oh, humble before the Lord. He said, probably an old gray-haired mother praying for him. He crossed all the way over into Gadara to give mercy to one man. Oh God, let me be that man tonight. He's the same Jesus tonight, the prophet said. He'll come from glory to one needy soul sitting in a humble church tonight. The same one. He'll every time come where he's wanted, but he never comes where he's doubted. Then let's lay aside every doubt, every fear, and believe him that there's nothing that's able to stop him from coming when we call on him. The wind couldn't stop him. The waves couldn't stop him. The storm couldn't stop him. The sea couldn't stop him. The devils could not stop him from coming. Nothing, all glory to God, nothing could stop him from coming when that maniac called on him.
And it wasn't even the man's voice. My God, he was on the other side of the sea. There's no way he heard his voice. What did he hear? He heard that man's faith. Oh, oh brother, I, you know, I don't know how much faith I got. You just don't realize how loud the volume is. Brother, I talked about the boy at the shopping mall. Out there in the parking lot, I believe it was, I believe it was his nephew, if I remember right. And he told Brother Brandon, he said, I'm lost as lost can be. I'm like a coin, Brother Brandon, in the sand pile, lost. You know what the prophet said to this boy? Here's a boy telling the prophet, I'm as lost as a coin in the sand pile. You know what the prophet said? But you don't have to stay that way. Well, brother, I've got a lot of problems in my life. I made a lot of mistakes in my life. I've done things I'm ashamed for people. That may be true, but you don't have to stay that way. We've all made mistakes. We've all stumped our toe. Is that true, friends? We've all said things we wish we hadn't said, done things we wish we hadn't done. Hallelujah. But you can be found the moment you want to be found. prophet says you can be found the minute that you want to be found and the boy said I'm ready are you ready amen don't doubt him just believe him well, brother Darrell, the doctor said my case is so bad the doctor says it looks so bad but don't doubt Jesus don't doubt him no matter how bad it is it's not too bad for him If you're doubting him, just remember, he'll never show up at your door. He'll never knock on a doubting door. Don't doubt him. Just believe. Write it on your mirror till you believe it. Say it. Hallelujah. Say it till it drops into your heart. Amen. I'm going to be confessing something positive than something negative. I'm going to have a positive affirmation than something negative. Amen. By his stripes, I'm here. You're sicker than you ever was. Sickness has nothing to do with it. Pain has nothing to do with it. Symptoms have nothing to do with it. Hallelujah. I'm not based on how I feel. My healing's not based on how I feel. It's based, hallelujah. It's based on the word of God. By his stripes, we are healed. Amen. Amen. If you found out him, he'll never come to your door. But if you love him and you want him, he'll come anytime you call for him. He's ready to come. There's one standing present tonight who can find you the moment you want to be found. He can heal you. The minute you want to be healed. So we find that this meeting is coming to a close. He tells his disciples, get into the boat. Let us go. Let us go. Let us go to the other side. You see, he's feeling the pull of the maniac. Now he's just come out of a great meeting. He's tired. Discernment, praying for this. He's tired. 
No doubt his voice hurts, his body hurts. We gotta go. Amen. Let's get in the boat. We gotta go to the other side. He's filling the pool of the maniac's need. Amen. He put the maniac's need above his own need. His body needed rest. But he said, "Let's go. We'll rest after a while. Let's go. We gotta go to the other side." So they get in the boat and they begin to cross. Now Jesus being the word, he knew all things. He knew the maniac was on the other side. He knew that he would deal with that tomorrow. He knew the storm would come. He knew when the storm would come and he knew how bad the storm would be. He knew that 10,000 devils would try to drown him. He knew that pig farmers would reject him and ask him to leave. He knew all that. He knew the storm. He knew the wind. He knew the rain. He knew the rejection. But he said, let's go. He never let any of that influence him. He never said, well, maybe we just camp out tonight and we'll leave early in the morning. He he never let the storm change his plans. Amen. Amen. You see, he knew that because he said, I do nothing but what I see the Father do. So he had already saw what was going to happen. And what was his reaction to that? Well, boys, maybe we better wait up a few days. Take in a few supplies. My throat's a little rough anyhow. And, you know, I can heal up. No. He spoke and he said, let us pass to the other side. That was his word. And the Bible says his word will not return unto him void, but it will accomplish that which it was sent to do. So when he said, let us pass to the other side, that was the same one that said, let there be. He knew the waves were coming. He knew the storm was brewing. He knew the winds would pick up. But he also knew his word would carry them through. So he finds him a place on the boat to lay down, knowing that the storm is coming. He wasn't worried. He wasn't nervous because he knew, oh God, he knew that the storm did not control him. But he would control the storm. You see, your attitude determines your altitude. You'll find that life 10% is what happens to you and 90% is how you react to it. Never let the situation control you. Remember who you are. He knew he would control the storm. The The storm would not stop him from coming. He would control it. You see, brother, sister, it seems like that every time we try to do something for God, we try to help someone, 
We're trying to draw closer to God. Walking in the obedience of his word. It's them times that snags comes. Have you ever noticed that? It's those times that hindrances comes. Your phone won't ring all day. And you go into your prayer closet to pray. And everybody and his brother calls you one after the other after the other. Can I get an amen from somebody? It ain't my God. It ain't rang all day. Hindrances. Snags. Storms begin to rage. We find that to be true. Anytime you make a move towards God, the devil will do anything to stop you from doing it. But oh, I'm reminded of what the prophet said. Nothing can stop you from coming to God when you want to come. Put that on your refrigerator. Amen. It's them times snags comes, troubles come, storms begin to rain. Like Moses, God told Moses, when you bring my people out of bondage, bring them to this mountain, the mountain of Horeb, I believe is how you say it, and worship me here on this mountain, the mountain of God. So then we know that was God's desire. God's desire for Israel was to worship him upon the mountain of God. And Moses said, we can't get to that mountain unless we cross over the sea. We've got to cross over. We've, we've got to go to the other shore. God gave the promise. We've got to do it. It's his will for us to worship him on the mountain of God. So Moses was moving forward in the will of God. But watch what hit him. The Red Sea hit him. The dry desert, three days with no water. Then they found water and it was bitter. The Red Sea, three days in the desert, bitter waters. One thing after the other after the other. People mumbling, people complaining. But the Red Sea or anything else that stands in the way of God's will. Anything that would stop you from achieving God's will, from fulfilling God's desire. Moses, you have a right to speak the word and go forward. Is that true? You know, we have a message. Why cry? Just speak. I've done told you my will. I've done told you my mind. I've done told you my desire. Now bring the people to the mountain. Anything that tries to hinder you, don't whine, don't cry, don't give up, don't quit coming to church. Anything that tries to hinder you from achieving God's desire for your life, you have a right to speak. It's the age of the spoken word. You have a right to speak, Moses, and go forward. Brother Brandon said, you never hear God say, Go back. Never go back. Go forward. As long as they're in the line of duty. When you receive justification and you don't know what sanctification means, it's a line of duty. Go forward. If you're sanctified and never receive the Holy Ghost, it's the line of duty. Go forward. So wait a minute, brother. You said God never says anything about going back, but he told us to return back to the power of Pentecost. Oh, that's true. But you see, it's like a clock. 
Up here's the 12 o'clock mark. And so the clock starts and you're going this way. And you go all the way down to you hit the 6. And then you're going back to the 12 again. You're going back, but you're still going forward. We're going back, oh God. We're going back to the Pentecostal birthright. But we're not going back that way. We're going forward. Amen. If you're sanctified, you never see the Holy Ghost. It's a line of duty going forward. If you're sick and you can't get well, and you've done all the doctors told you to do, and you still can't get well, you're in the line of duty. It's to go forward. Go forward. Speak to the people. And then go forward. Just keep moving. Amen. You deer hunters know it's hard to hit a moving target. You see, it's when you're crouched down and you give up and you're sitting there all hooking over. That's when you're an easy target for the devil. But as long as you're moving, as long as you're moving, that's the evidence. He hasn't got you. Jesus said, let us go over to the other side. He had a job to do. He was tired. He was weary. He lays down to rest. Knowing he's in the will of the Father, moving forward across the sea to the maniac of Gadara about the Father's business. Now here's the disciples. Here they are. They, they get into the boat, now they're moving across the sea. We're in the message of the hour. Yeah, there was. It was the message of the hour. It was the Son of Man revealed in the Laodicea age of Israel. We're in the message of the hour. They had Jesus with them. And let me just go ahead and say this. I would rather be in a boat that's filling with water and the oars broke and the sails torn in the midst of a big storm and have Jesus on board than to be in the Titanic without him. of the hour. They had Jesus with them. They was in a revival. They were testifying of all the things they saw Jesus do. My God, what could possibly happen? We're in the message. We've got Jesus with us. Smooth sailing. Cruise time. be no worries I, you know I doubt if the water will probably look like a mirror smooth sailing picnic time we're in the message we've got Jesus with us we've been in a great revival smooth sailing no worries no bumps we're his disciples we're moving with him he picked us he chose us he loves us he chose us. He loves us. Yeah. I said he chose us. He loves yeah. us. Yeah. We're moving with him. What could possibly go wrong? But you see, the problem of it is Jesus never promised that. He never said if you preach the gospel, you'll never get sick. He never said that you would when you preach. He never said that. 
He never said when you come through the door, you'd never have a one pain sitting in church. He never said we wouldn't have trials. He never said we wouldn't suffer. He never said we wouldn't be laughed at. He never said we wouldn't be made fun of. He never said that we wouldn't be persecuted. He never said. He never promised smooth sailing. He never said we would be without storms. He never said it. But he did say, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. So the worst storm of your life, he's still with you. Notice what he told the disciples. Let us, let us go to the other side. You boys go on, you know, I'll, I'll walk across the water here in a few minutes. No, he got in the boat with them. So here they were, you know, just no doubt it started out. Well, pretty good, man. Praise God. You know, I come to the altar. I got baptized. I, I'll never forget the night I got baptized. I felt so good. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? I'll never forget, Brother Terry, when I knelt down there in Jonesburg, that old building, and gave my heart to the Lord, and I rose up, and immediately alcohol left me. The desire to it immediately. I'll never forget that feeling. When you step into that boat, it starts or in a cross. Faith muscles, man. Oh, God. But it wasn't long until Satan realized what was happening. And he said, I'll drown him tonight. And the winds begin to blow across the sea. And the waves begin to raise up a little bit. And Peter, being a seasoned fisherman, no doubt he'd been in all kinds of storms. Peter said, you boy, sit still, I've got this. And he grabbed the oars and no doubt Peter tried to manipulate, just like we try to do. Sometimes we try to work it out with our intellect. Sometimes we try to work it out with our stubbornness. <laughs> Oh yeah, sometimes we are, well I've got this, I don't need nobody's help. I don't need to turn a prayer request in, I don't need to go to the altar. I've got this thing. Peter, you don't know no doubt, he thought boys, I'll get us across, don't worry, I've been in worse than this. <laughs> he just thought he had did. His ability as a seaman. But what Peter failed to realize, this just wasn't a storm. This was a storm. The prophet said Jesus was crossing the sea and the devil knew he was on the road to a great victory for God. And he tried to drown him that night and caused a storm to come up. 10,000 devils of the sea swore they drowned him that night. And he was so tired, he was trying, laying in the stern of the boat, trying to rest. And even the prophet said the waves didn't wake him up. This great storm began to rise up. And as the sails were torn and the oars began to break, and they were tossed around like a bottle stopper in the water on the choppy, maybe 20-foot waves, I don't know. But they was in a real storm. It was at that moment when everything started going south that Peter realized, I don't have a clue. 
I don't have I don't know what to do. Should I leave them on to be letter? Should I take them off? I don't know what to do. It looked like, it looked like if Jesus really cared for them, he would be up there with them. Be right there with his hand on Peter's shoulder. Speaking words of encouragement. If he really cared. If he really cared. Would he not have told them that the storm was coming? He knew it was coming. He knew when it was coming. And he knew how bad it was. So if he really cared for his people. Why would he allow this great storm? If he really cared for me, why would he let me have back trouble? Why would he give me arthritis? Why would he allow me to deal with cancer? Oh, you hear me? You know what I'm saying? And the devil will come to you and make sure you try to think thoughts like that. If he really cared, if he really cared, where is he at? He's asleep in the stern of the boat. But he was God. He was infinite. He knew what was going to happen. He knew when it was going to happen. It was only happening. Oh, I love this right here. It explains everything. It was only happening to test their faith. Think of that. To test their faith. So a real child, not a make-believer, a real child in the testing time, they do not walk by sight. The physical eyes are close to the things around them. They only walk by faith. You can walk by sight or you can walk by faith, but you can't walk by both at the same time. So in the testing time, close your natural eyes and look through the eyes of your hearts. Physical eyes are close to the things around them. They only walk by faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, looking to his word and believing that he will keep every word exactly what he said he would do. Amen. Testing times and trials. Sometimes God lets afflictions hit his people to test them for their faith. He was testing a saint. Oh, I love this. He was testing a saint, not rebuking a sinner. Not everything happens to you because you sin, friends. We're contrary to what the devil tries to tell you. Sometimes you've done nothing wrong. It's just the testing of your faith. For every child must be tested. God does this to test. That's why you're sick tonight. Maybe, maybe that's why the, 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 the revival is in the law. Is to see what you're going to do about it. Everybody can shout when the Spirit's moving. It's hard to get people to get happy when it's in the law. Amen. I've been there. I know that's the truth. Amen. Just to see what you'll do about it. He'll bring you right off of a mountaintop where you're shouting the victory right down into the deepest valley. Just to see if you'll still serve him the same way. After all, he doesn't want us spoiled. God don't want spoiled children. Spoiled.
all things smell bad. <laughs> Amen. So when the trouble set in and the storm was so great, the wind, the rain, the lightning, they were so busy fighting for their lives. They forgot the very one that said, let us go over to the other side. They forgot. He even said that. He didn't say, you go, I'll meet you later. He said, let us go. They should have known he knew all things. They should have known that he knew what they had saw his discernment before. Are you hearing me? Have not you seen his discernment? Have not we listened to the prayer lines and the prophet call out people and tell them where they come from and what? Should you even live up there in, in, in a 211B, apartment B? You live at 134 and a half street. That's pretty good. They should have remembered that he knew all things. They should have remembered who he was. They should have realized. They should have known. But you see, they let the storm scare them. It scared them so bad, they forgot about him. But they should have known he had it in control. Why was he letting it happen? Why the bad news from the doctor? Why the arthritis? Why that sugar diabetes that you can't enjoy that cherry pie? Why? We're his people. We follow his message. We believe his prophet. Why would we ever suffer? Why was he letting it happen to them? What was he doing? The prophet said. He was testing their faith. Do you believe what I tell you? He didn't say, did you feel what I told you? Did you shout what I told you? He said, did you believe what I told you? I told you, let us go to the other side. Do you believe that? Oh, God. And finally, when the waves had beat them down and the wind was just so strong, we're going to sink. Everything's crashing in. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? All their fear, all their anguish, the greatest storm of their life. 10,000 demons trying to drown them. My God, can you imagine? Can you imagine the storm? They didn't even have seasick pills. But it was during that time with everything. All their ability, all their strength. Sometimes God gets us to the place that the only thing we can do is lay on our back and look up. And 
everything Peter tried to fail. He tried this or tightness. He tried everything he knew how to do. It was getting worse and worse. And the boat was filling with water. It was at that crucial moment they finally realized, wait a minute. Where's Jesus? He's in the boat with us. back in the meeting, a young girl came up to 22-year-old. She said, Brother Darrell, I'm an alcoholic. Had a little three-year-old child. She said, I cannot quit drinking. I've tried everything, she said. I've tried 12 steps two or three times. I have tried everything to quit drinking. I cannot quit drinking. So I said, sis, have you tried Jesus? Have you tried Jesus? Sometimes we try everything but him. I said, when I pray with you, you lay that alcohol down and you take his forgiveness. You take his mercy. You take his grace. You lay the alcohol down. And you pick up your deliverance and take it back with you. And we begin to pray. I'll never forget it. That young girl, we was praying. She let out a scream. I'm free. to the storm was in the boat with him wake up the master wake him up master we're going to perish but Bram said I doubt he is even really asleep he was just waiting for them to call on him he raises up he rebukes the storm and immediately it goes calm where he sent 10,000 devils I'll never know but they didn't stay there Oh, glory to God. When he rebuked the storm, the wind and the sea obeyed him. Peace be still. And the Bible said there was a great calm. And then he turned, Brother Matthew, to his disciples. And Brother Gene, he said, Why? Are you so fearful? Faith and fear cannot live in the same house. Why are you so fearful? Where is your faith? 
Did not I tell you we're going to the other side? Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? We're going to the other side. Was not, think about, was not I with you the whole time? You know, among the Native Americans, there's a rite of passage. Perhaps you've heard the story when a, a boy becomes a man, the father takes him to a secret place, puts him out on a stump or a rock and blindfolds him, ties his feet, ties his hands. And the boy must sit there all night long. If he cries out, he fails the test of manhood. If he peeks through the blindfold, if he slips out of the ties and looks because they tied their hands loose so they could get out if they wanted to get out. So if he slipped out his hands and peeked, he failed the test. If he cried out, he failed the test. He had to sit there all night long. But in the morning, if he was faithful to the test, when the sun struck his face, the boy could slip out of the ties, take the blindfold off, and he was a man. It's called the rite of passage. So the father takes him out there, puts him on a stump, ties his feet loosely, ties his hands loosely, puts a blindfold on him, and the boy sits there. Eight o'clock. Nine o'clock, ten o'clock, starts getting cold. Starts shivering a little bit. About 11, the coyotes start yelping. The rustle of the leaves, is it a bear? Is it a Shawnee warrior coming for a scalp? What is the noise that he's hearing? He can't see, he's blindfolded. I used to go camping with the girls in the backyard. I tell my wife, I said, leave the lights on. We'll be in the first time the coyotes yell. <laughs> Something about the noises in the woods. Even a cricket sounds vicious. <laughs> my God, what's that, cricket? <laughs> you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so he sets our military. And in the rising of the sun, when the sun strikes his face, he takes his hands out, he unties him, he takes off the blindfold. Standing there all night in the darkness, in the cold, in the fear, having to rebuke his own fear. But in the morning when the sun strikes his face and he takes off the ties and he takes off the blindfold, it's only that moment that he realizes, standing right behind him, is his daddy. He was there the whole time. He was there the whole time. The rustle of the leaves, the coldness of the night. He was with you. He said, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. The Bible said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he is the same, I believe he is. Then if he calmed their storm, by being in the ship with them, then he will calm our storm by being in the ship with you. The answer to the storm was in the ship with them, and the answer to your storm is in the ship with you tonight. If he's not, he's not the same. He's the same Jesus. He's just changed ships. 
Now don't start doubting. That's true. The same Jesus that was in the boat with them is in the boat with you tonight. Or his word lies when he said, I'll be with you always. Brother Bosworth said to me one time, Brother Brandon, do you know what fellowship is? I said, well, I think so, Brother Bosworth. He said, it's two fellas in one ship. Fellowship. Two fellas in one ship. So the prophet said, that's right. So there's quite a bunch of us this afternoon in the old ship. The old ship of Zion. He's just changed ships. Then as we travel along the sea of life, let us remember that the Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them from them all. Paul said in 2 Timothy, persecution and affliction, which came unto me in Antioch. And, and Ecom and Lustra, I guess, I, I can't say those words. He said, what persecution I endured, but out of them all, he delivered me. Paul testified that what David said was the truth. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them from the all. Paul said, I had much persecution. I had much persecution, but God delivered me from them all. Why? Because the word says he would. Sometimes his disciples get in physical trouble. Amen. They can't remedy such a sickness as this cancer and so forth. The doctors don't know what to do about it. I think we heard one of them tonight, didn't we? On one of the prayer requests, the doctors don't know what to do. But remember, who is in the ship? Jesus knows what to do, don't you, Brother Keith? Yes, he does. Jesus knows what to do, don't you, Brother Gene? He knows what to do. When the doctors don't know, he knows. The doctor said, your daughter will never see. She can't see. There's nothing to see with. Jesus said, yes, she can. prophet said even the doctors don't know what to do about it you may be in such a storm that every medical book just shakes their head they don't even know what's wrong with you but remember who is in the ship he said as the father has sent me even so send now you as the father sent me so send now you the prophet said the father that sent him went with him and was in him and the Christ that sends the man goes with the man and is in the man. Jesus Christ in his church. His branches energizing him, bringing forth the same fruit that he brought when he was here on the earth. When he's coming to the church in the last days, he come in the fullness of the light of the sun. He's in his church. Then what ship is he in? What ship is he in? He just changed ships. Then what ship is he in? The father that went with him was with him. The father that goes with him was with him and in him. And the cross that goes with the church goes with them and is in them. Then where is Christ tonight? You don't know who you are. That's not your neighbor. That's a son of God. That's a daughter of God. 
ship is he in? This ship, that ship, that ship, that ship. He's in the ship. Watch it, this ship. The prophet said, you're still in the ship, Lord. The old ship is there and it's carrying us across the troubled sea. When the devil sweeps down a storm upon us, what difference does it make as long as he is in the ship? As long as he is in the ship, then let us come tonight as we close. Let us come tonight with this revelation of who we are. We are not a cult. We are not an organization. We are not a denomination. We're the old ship of Zion. The bride of Jesus Christ. His body on the earth. A many membered body tabernacle and deity. We are the body represented on the earth. Then the only thing we have to do is call him on the scene. Like they called him on the scene. The only thing we need to do is for us to awaken him. Awaken him where? Awaken him where? In ourselves. Amen. Now, well, if I can find him behind the bush, if I can find him behind the piano, oh, hallelujah, he's closer than that. He said, I'll be with you. That's the guy said beside you, even in you. <laughs> He's in the ship tonight. You're a son, you're a daughter. You have the authority to speak to the storm. Speak to the sickness. Speak to that fear. And say no more. You're not going to control me. No more. It's like when they heard the trumpet sound of the year of Jubilee. They could throw that hole down. They beat him. They called him everything they wanted to call him. But when he heard that trumpet sound, that trumpet Jubilee, he could drop that hole. He could say, do not hit me one more time. And my name is John. Oh, Hallelujah. Christ is in us, friends. We're not an organization. We're not a dead church member. We're the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, the mystical body of the earth. Speak to the storm. Speak to the sickness. Speak to the fear. He's in your ship. Awake him. Take him at his word. Know who you are. Exercise your God-given rights as believers to rebuke the storm, to rebuke that fear, to rebuke that habit, to rebuke that thing that bothers you. Speak to the storm. Speak to your sugar. Speak to your depression. Speak to your hair and tell it to grow out. He's in the ship. Come, come brothers. Come to the lips. He's in the ship tonight. You see the disciples, they needed to remember. I wrote this down this afternoon. They needed to remember who was in the ship. After he calmed the storm, he said unto them, where is your faith? Don't you understand? I fed 5,000. I broke bread and fed 5,000. Don't you see who I am? I'm the same one that fed Israel for 40 years in the wilderness. 
you understand? But breaking the bread, I'm telling you who I am. I've dried up the Red Sea. If I can dry up the sea, I can calm it. I opened up the earth. I opened up the earth and swallowed the unbelievers. I created the world. I created the very world you're living on tonight. And the only reason I created earth was to bring your body from it. The very God that created the very earth your feet are setting on tonight is living in you. You need to awaken him. You need to quit trying to do it yourself. You need to lean more on Jesus. Come on, somebody. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's given us as sons and daughters of God. Brother Bram said David was a man after God's own heart. And the prophet said when God creates a man, he creates him after his kind. Every seed brings forth after its kind. Dog seed produces dogs. Cat seed produces cats. Oh, hallelujah. Trout produces trouts. Baptists produce Baptists. Methodists produce Methodists. Catholics produce Catholics. But if God has children, they are his offspring. Amen. Jesus was the expression of God's kind when he brewed up. He made a man showing that God's ultimate desire, hallelujah, was not to dwell in a cloud, but was to dwell in a man. The God above us was God with us, and now God in us. That's his ultimate fellowship. Two fellas in the same ship. see me you see the father because he is in me I come from God I go back to God remember who you are when God makes a man he makes him after his kind you know I got this message the Lord put it on my heart I think it was about a week or so ago brother Harry when you sung that song, why should I worry? Why should I fear? You remember that? Can you sing it for us tonight? Why should I worry, friends? Why should I worry? Why should I fear? When the very same Jesus is always so near. He lives in my heart and he hears my heart's cry. I'll call on his name Amen. till the storms passes by. Amen. Out on the waters, the storms raging high. Darkness around them had troubled their minds. Fear gripped their hearts. They thought they would die. They failed to remember that the master was nigh. He spoke the word and the wind all stood still. Even the waters obeyed his will. He calmed their storms just like he will mine. If I just remember, he lives deep inside. Why should I worry? Why should I fear? The very same Jesus is ever so near. He lives in my heart. He hears my heart's cry.
and I'll call his name till the storms passes by. We read in the Bible how he walked with them and brought light to the darkness when the way grew so dim. How great it would be to have his footsteps in mind to walk with the master all of the time. And when trials comes and death seems so nigh, I'll call on the master. I know he'll get there on time. And when sickness comes and my body's in pain, all I have to do is call on his name. So why should I worry? Why should I fear? The very same Jesus is ever so near. He lives in my heart. He hears my heart's cry. And I'll call on his name till the storm passes by.
Yeah. 
give his presence that we feel here tonight. Just a hand clap of worship tonight. Let's just sing this together before we go tonight. My boat of life sails on a troubled sea. Whenever there's a wind in my sail, but I have a friend, and he watches over me when the breeze turns into a hill. Sing it to him tonight. I know the master of. I know. 